Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, and it's actually Thursday this time. It's February the, uh, or sorry, not February, my god, we're in March. Huh? <laughs> March. You almost had it right. Almost there, we were like 50% of the way there, and then we just kind of fucking fumbled her. But we're in, we're in March, it's March the 4th of, of 2021, the extended year of 2020. Where we all just continued to remember the days where we could go outside and sneeze in each other's faces and not care all that much. Got another technical off podcast for you lined up for today. Hopefully you guys are ready for uh, another good one. Uh, shorter one today for two reasons. One, we don't have much time. Two, we don't have much news. Because as it turns out, when there's only four days in between the podcasts, less news can, uh, can build up. It's kind of just a math equation, really. There's not much you can do about that. You know, less days, less news, all that. Uh, it's pretty rare for uh, all of the news to happen in one in one afternoon. But we'll put on a good show for you all the same. Uh, gonna remind everyone uh, to hit the like button and leave a comment on YouTube if you can. Just something based on the podcast, something coming out. You got questions? I'm reading most of the comments anyway. I'll answer shit. I'll talk to you. I'll tell you you're beautiful. I don't really care. Just for the love of God, hit the like button, leave a comment. Maybe share that shit if you think that somebody else might like this podcast all the same. And beyond that, it's now time for the most important question of the week. Mr. Black, how was your week? It's been another week, man. Yeah. That, that's this one. It, this mean. one. This one. We're, we're back to the it's another week because it's, it's another week. Yeah. It's, it's slowed down. To, slowing down a little bit, which is good. I'm still busy as shit, but um, it's not as hectic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's slowed down. Slowed down. That's good. That's good. You needed it to slow down a little bit. So that's, yes, it's positive. I need it to still slow down more, but we'll, <laughs> we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, my, my week wasn't anything too crazy. I started, uh, I played more Valheim here the other day. I'm going to use that as my test bed for the, my first review for critical hit for Mark and I to run it through all the new, uh, video related stuff we're doing uh, for Critical Hit, including the new format for um, like short form reviews for Twitter video and Instagram video. Uh, so I, d- I wanted to do a game that was not going to take me too long, but was also still relatively new. Uh, mm. And uh, even though I don't normally review early access games, uh, it, you know Valheim was popular enough that it seemed to make make sense. So I've been playing more of that. I mostly enjoy my time uh, with it, and uh, uh, and that's about it. Played, you know, playing a little Genshin here and there, doing some uh, offline uh, work, talking with Nikki here and there when he's got the time for uh, uh, website stuff. I've got my website developer, or not developer, sorry, web the uh, my host, my web host right now, informing me that because their their company's end goal is to have the most bleeding edge hosting imaginable. They're actually axing the plans that I'm on right now, which was already like overkill for the website. And so the only way for me to go is basically up and it's going to add another $10 a month to my fucking bill. And I moved somewhere else, but unfortunately I've already been with like four providers. And uh, for those who haven't been, you know, in, uh, in the website game, um, hosts fucking suck. <laughs> Like a lot, uh, it the amount of like fine print you've got to read to find out like your usage and what what that actually means and what you know what you're gonna end up ultimately spending and and the performance of your site. If you're not just making like a business card website, which is what I like call what most people have these days, where it's like a landing page with like fucking three points of information and a contact email, 
Um, it's really hard to find like an in-between, you know, going full-blown standalone server on on Amazon's AWS and 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 you know that you know every man's three cents per month plan. So anyway, been figuring out that stuff, but it's not been too bad otherwise, and and mostly just surviving the cold because holy shit, it was cold this week. Oh yeah, my Freezing. god. Like, the heat pump was like, I don't know if I can keep up with this shit. So, so in this one room, the moment you open the door to go into the hallway, it was like, fuck, you hit this wall of ice. It was so fucking cold uh, in the last few days. Now it's warmed up and the, and the sun is out and I'll keep hoping for it to warm up so I can go for a walk and feel alive. <laughs> kind of what you need right now. Get out of the house. Uh, and other than that, it's time for some gaming news. Uh, you know, not a lot of news this week, but actually a couple of relatively big pieces that, uh, that drop. Uh, first up, we've got after being off the radar, uh, and this is big news for a lot of people that have been pretty much just slaving themselves away trying to find more news out about this game. After being off, off the radar for what it has to be years now, I want to say the last major news or like images or anything we got of Elden Ring have been at least two years. I don't mm. think we've heard or seen anything, like, visually, I should say, in at least two years. So it's been a hot minute. It got to the point where the meme became, oh, well, you know, it's R.R. Martin is writing it. Uh, we all know how good he is at finishing shit. Maybe this game is just never actually going to fucking, you know, come to fruition. Uh, it's stuck in development hell. And then all of a sudden, of course, COVID happens, and now, you know, that's delaying everything anyway. Uh, and now here we are. So this wasn't an official release. It was a leaked, uh, a leaked video, and this strikes me as an actual leaked video. Many times in the past, it certainly seemed more like, you know, they were leaks in quotation marks. Uh, it was like, "Oops, this 4K video got really <laughs> got released uh, of our of, of our game that's coming up. What a shame!" Uh, but this one's like some 360p fan cam. You know, like a like somebody was recording a movie to put up on Pirate Bay in in two thousand four type shit. Um, barely able to make shit out a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, in the, in this leaked trailer, uh, but you know, all what you can tell is the important stuff. What you can tell is one: the game is obviously still in development. Great news! Everyone can fucking calm down and not worry about the fact that it's not coming out. Two: it looks a hell of a lot like Dark Souls, which is exactly what everyone would have wanted from it. And three. <laughs> Perhaps the most important, or not important, but the most uh, telling thing of that trailer, uh, if you want to call it that, that I could spot in all of the five pixels that made up the video, was that it looks like it might be open world. It doesn't necessarily, like, one or two of the shots looks a lot more open. You know, technically, you could almost call the other Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls, sorry, uh, the other um, Dark Souls games open world in that you could kind of choose which direction you went there was like yeah, but it was still really linear but it was very linear like you could technically choose wherever you could go and do whatever order but you know within reason but it was pretty linear this looked like in a couple of shots it might actually be properly open world which would be a pretty massive game changer for the souls genre especially coming from uh from from those who are closest to the franchise so uh, that's all you could really glean from it. There was some voiceover stuff there that sound very soulsy, uh, as well. Uh, and, uh, in general, it's, it's more fucking Dark Souls. We're going to get more Dark Souls, uh, except it looks like it might be more open world. Now, when we're going to hear more officially 
about this game? <laughs> I don't fucking know. The fact that they didn't come out and say anything after this leaked tells me that we might not hear about it until maybe the, um, you know, the, the summer of games event or whatever it is that Jeff Keighley runs now, uh, with, like the new E3, basically. You know, maybe we're not going to see anything until then. Um, they're just going to keep their, their mouths shut until then. But uh, anyway, there you have it. Elden Ring. Is that a is that a game or a franchise that you're even remotely interested in? You used to play the the yeah, Dark Souls I mean, games. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I'll play it, but um, it's definitely more skewed towards games that I like. So, hmm. yeah. Would you, what do you think that the Elder Scrolls format works better in an open world environment, or do you think that they'd be better off leaving it kind of in a linear fashion that they that they have uh, as it as it is? Uh, I mean, I, it can work in any fashion, I think. Hmm. I, 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 yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I think it could work in both. I, the linear thing is, is good in a way because the game is already hard enough as it is. Hmm. Um, so like kind of having your path, not necessarily chosen for you because like you said, you still can kind of go around and do your own thing to a degree. Um, but if you make a completely open world, I think for the people that are really into Dark Souls and love exploration and maybe getting into an area that just kicks your ass even harder before you can actually, before you're really supposed to be there, I think that could also be a good play on the game where it's like, hey, you know, if you're really got at this game, maybe you can turn it into a 10 hour experience because you know, you can, I hate to use the word speed run, but you can be in areas that, because when you play most like RPG games, you get to a certain area, you just physically can't win. Like the game is just designed that no matter what kind of strategy you use, they're just overpowered. But in a game like this, you could actually physically use your skills as a player to dodge, understand patterns, um and and actually make it through parts that necessarily you shouldn't but the question is is does the game will the game want you to do that like mm. you know are are they going to want somebody that's really really good to just speed through their game and not get the story that they're trying to tell um you know at least when it's linear they can kind of they they can tell their story and know that you're going to get it um to a degree yeah there's there's obvious like there would certainly still have to be certain you know uh things checked off on the on the list of like events for you to complete before the yeah, end game you would, would probably you, know. you would probably the way that they would get around that is you would need to have items yeah. so like in order to unlock an area for a boss you would need to put in a certain type of key or something um that way they made sure that you experienced something further back before getting to the certain area yeah i uh i i'm I would love to see it go in this direction just because I think for me personally to want to jump back into the genre, I've already played Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne. I've already done the gauntlet. Uh, I, I stopped after that mostly because I was just, I felt like I was playing the same game after that. Like even in like Sekiro and stuff that are, are slight variations of of that genre, I needed it to change a little bit because I just felt like I was like going into a meat grinder, but it was the same meat grinder that I've already been a part of so many times before. So having it be open world, I think would at least intrigue me a bit more to hop back in. You know, I envision, you know, like an, an Elder Scrolls game, but with Dark Souls combat, 
Mm. I think is everyone, I think is, is a lot of people's probably wet dream is the concept of having a world that would be similar to Elder Scrolls, but have the combat, the competent combat of Dark Souls versus the hideously incompetent combat of, of the Elder Scrolls uh, series. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more. And hopefully we do see more this year. I do suspect we're probably going to get perhaps even the trailer that was leaked here for the summer, uh, the summer of games or whatever that's going to come up here uh, in the not-too-distant future. But, I, yeah, I, I would love to, to, to see them uh, expand on that a bit more to get me more excited about getting back in. Because as much as I don't, like, get my ass kicked in games these days, I'm kind of, like, over that. You know, there was a time where I was really, like, excited about the challenge of beating, like, what was considered to be one of the hardest games you could get your hands on. After a while, it's just like, you, you feel like you're just a masochist. <laughs> you just go, yeah. you're, just go, you're just going in and you know you're going to die like a thousand times or some shit. Uh, and it just becomes kind of a, a point of pain instead of, uh, of uh, an escape. Um, next up, we've got Forever Entertainment, which is the group behind the Panzer Dragoon remakes, not the original Panzer Dragoon games, which, by the way, are all pretty fucking fire video games. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know about the remakes. The originals are fucking pretty fire. I, the remakes, I'm assuming, would be pretty good if they were kept uh, they were uh, kept close to the chest. Uh, has been signed by Square Enix to tackle seven, uh, or several, I should say, other remakes. I don't know if it's seven specifically, but several. Uh, no info on what games those might be yet, but it does seem then that Square is very interested in keeping this Final Fantasy VII remake, let's just make everything a remake, train but i guess the question of course other than which games would these be in the square enix stable of which there are i mean there's a lot of games <laughs> that could be remade that are underneath square enix uh is do they get a similar treatment to final Fantasy 7 remake or are they just going to go more with a uh like a let's call it closer to a tony hawk under you know tony hawks one and two or maybe oh, even yeah, closer to like a Resident Evil yeah, kind of yeah, two yeah. kind of deal, which even those in their own right are more than the original games, but they're not going to be like I, you know, I'd be shocked if we were getting like these insane overhauls of uh, of the games. I'm very interested in what the games are though, because they do say seven or several. I can't remember which one now. That's a lot of fucking games, and most of Square Enix's games are not short. Like, a lot of them are quite lengthy, unless they're going to go with, like, IPs that they've acquired over time um, that are, uh, you know, might include some, like, platforming or adventure stuff. But nevertheless, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what games those uh, end up being, and I'm sure we'll find out more about that uh, pretty soon, I would say, probably in the next few months, if not, if not sooner. Uh, somebody wrestling I upstairs? The, I really don't know what they're doing upstairs, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a body slam upstairs. Uh, where am I now? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, Epic Games. This is actually one of the one of the uh, the first buyouts uh, in a in a couple weeks anywhere or a few weeks. Epic Games has pulled out a few dollars to buy Fall Guys developer, uh, which is uh, Media. Is it Media Tonic? I can't remember the 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 name of the developer, but the developer of uh, of the Fall Guys game. The game will still be available on Steam. And on PlayStation for uh, for purchase, and they still plan on bringing it to the Switch and the Xbox. So, despite being bought out, they're not going to lock it to the Epic Games store or anything like that. I think they just wanted to get their hands on the developer, uh, and uh, and and why not? You know, as 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 hot 
as Fall Guys was, like the the like the you know, the quick burn that that Fallout uh, or Fall, Fall, Fall Guys experienced. Um, it's obvious that those guys are pretty good at making some games. Uh, and so why not pick them up before they go and make a second game that's like a huge success and their stock goes up even more if they want to bank on Fall Guys uh, developer being, you know, a uh, um, uh, a winner in the future, then why not? This is the time. This is the time to uh, to do it. I, I, I will I will say it was whiplash to watch just how fast Fall Guys rose and then how and far it yeah. fucking like that was it some fell, yeah. serious whiplash like it seemed like everyone on social media was just fall guys fall guys fall guys fall guys there was like costumes being made everyone was getting custom shit etc cetera, etc cetera. and then just like that among us just yep. completely and it's funny because the characters even look the same they're like beans this is basically yep. just replaced one bean with another bean and then everyone got a hype about among us and that was game over uh, as far as like the streaming world, I'm sure Fall Guys is still doing well enough numbers-wise uh, as as it is. But yeah, it was kind of whiplash to see how fast that went. But now they're underneath Epic Games, and maybe uh, we'll get slightly bigger games out of them with a little bit more cash from the big boys at Epic. Uh, Hidden Path Entertainment is creating a triple A, not a quadruple A, Jeff. Okay, just triple. They're they're not That's setting it? the bar. That's it. Just too triple. high. Just triple. Just okay. triple. AAA third-person open-world fantasy RPG set in the Dungeons & Dragons <clears throat> franchise. Specifically. Not based on, like, D&D rulebooks and stuff, but specifically in the Dungeons & Dragons franchise. Uh, which I'm sure has got a lot of people excited, uh, to say the least. But, the one thing that I would say is that they definitely have their work cut out for them. Because, as we know, right now, Baldur's Gate 3, which is about as close to... Dungeons and Dragons third-person RP fantasy RPG as you can get right now is already many years into development, and I think they only have about a year or so left in their early access before they're fully launching that game. Uh, and so they're going to have... And Baldur's Gate is not like a small franchise that you're going to go up against. So, you know, whatever they've got cooking over there, other than the fact that it's likely going to take a while uh, to, to complete... They've got, they're going to have a lot of, of competition because when you come out with games like this, it's like, you know, Path of Exile um, and, and others in that genre, they have a lot of staying power. They stick around for fucking ages. It's kind of like Grand Theft Auto, like we were talking on your stream today where we were like, uh, where I was mentioning how crazy Grand Theft Auto Online's component is, how much longevity that gave GTA V. I mean, you, sometimes you forget, and it's easy to forget that that game came out. Fuck, when did GTA V come out? Was that 2012? Oh, man, it's, it's old now, man. It's going on 10 years 2004, for sure. 2014? 2014? I have no anyway, idea. Anyway, but... it is a hot minute. And it's still in, like, the top 10 sales, and it's all because of GTA Online. And so, similar to that, games in this genre seem to have, especially because of the, yeah, 2013. So, games in this genre tend to have a lot more longevity because of the online components that they've been brought in and like custom campaigns that they're allowing people to make within these games. So by the time this comes out, how developed is, uh, you know, how developed is, is Baldur's Gate 3 going to be? And then what are they going to have to go up against? So hopefully it's good. The genre could use some more people in it. Um, I haven't been interested in that genre personally very much in a long while but it's nice to see them doing stuff i mean the baldur's gate one's really kind of crazy because they're 
they're down to like taking your shoe off your foot and throwing it in battle type shit. Like they're they're that granular with the D and D combat. It's like whatever you see, you can make use of. You want to fucking like, you know, literally take your shoe off and start throwing it. I mean, that's that's where they're at. So I don't know where you take it from there. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know where up is. Uh, I can say that D and D with its you know rise in popularity, of course, with stuff like uh, Critical Role and whatnot on Twitch. Um, I, obviously games like this that allow you to create campaigns and whatnot, I think there's a, uh, uh, gonna be, if there isn't already, a huge market to allow people to do that so you can remotely play D&D with people with custom campaigns. Or pre-done campaigns, right? And not necessarily in the sense that you'd be playing it keyboard and mouse, but instead of having, like, you know, your, your tabletop with drawn-out dungeons, or if you're, you know, balling out of control, and you've got you know, actual set pieces to, like, build your own dungeons and shit out of, like some people have. Instead of that, digital, right? And we kind of have that with these games, but they haven't completely catered to it yet, so maybe this Dungeons & Dragons version, instead of Baldur's Gate, will lean harder into that to allow people to do digital campaigns in, uh, I- instead. Um, yeah, anyway, there you go. That's my, uh, welcome to my TED Talk on Dungeons & Dragons. That's one thing I've been thinking about doing lately, actually, is, is doing, like, a, a on-stream campaign uh, for there D&D. I, I, think, I think, you know, I've wanted to do it a few times, and I've only played D&D once in the past, but I keep thinking about it. People keep asking me if I want, you know, if, if I'd ever do that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been considering it. The problem is it's just a huge fucking undertaking. Specifically, finding a, a DM, like a dungeon master, is a nightmare. <laughs> In, the, in trying to get a game going. Um, mm, 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 oh, this is, this is probably the dumbest news I think I've seen this week. So, we've talked uh, about this game a few times already. It's the Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers game. The one that uh, couldn't get licensing to a single face to put on any of the heroes in the game. They just didn't even bother. Um... Had some good elements, but bombed. Pretty much came mm. out and bombed inside of a few weeks uh, of being released for a number of reasons. Uh, I forgot this game even existed, to be honest. Like, that that has been out of my mind for ages. I haven't heard anyone talk about it. I haven't seen anyone talk about it uh, for, for a long while. Well, they've got a solution, Mr. Black. As their numbers, their player base drops off the face of the earth and less and less people give a fuck about their game, they have a solution. Do you know what that solution is, Mr. Black? What? They're adding a bunch more grind. Oh, great. They're making leveling harder. Okay. And they're telling players that they should get their leveling in now while they still can. Fantastic. If that doesn't sound like a, uh, a deal to get back in on this game, I don't know what does. I know it's got me excited. I want to hop in. You know what? You know what always fixes games for me: more grind, longer leveling times, and shittier player experience. That's that's what gets me involved. That's got that's that's what gets me too. <laughs> All I can think of is that the devs, like contractually or the or whatever contractually, they have so many years of of work they have to do in this game, and it's like they're trying to like sabotage the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> out of the game just to stop making anything for it. Go, why else would you do that? They legitimately like half threaten their player base to go ahead and start leveling now before they now. turn the knobs up 
on the friggin' leveling. That's crazy! Who fucking does that? I'm sold. Thank you, Marvel's Avengers and Square Enix, for that absolute beauty. Uh, some seemingly credible rumors. Ah, okay, so I, I had thought for sure that we were gonna get a Switch Pro, uh, this year. And then COVID happened, and I was like, fuck, there goes my Miss Cleo streak. And we're like, already into 2021, it was like, it can't possibly happen, but damn it! It could still happen! There's a chance. It's happening. There's a chance, Mr. Black. Rumors started flying here yesterday. Uh, or, or, or late yesterday, early today, about a Switch Pro coming back around, possibly landing towards the end of this year, possibly into 2022. It would feature a 7-inch OLED display, still 720p, uh, but be capable of outputting 4K in docked mode when you're hooked up to your TV. So... A lot of people were, uh, were, a couple things. People were, obviously, seeing 720p and going, why would you re-release another Switch with a 720p handheld screen? That's terrible. At least make it 1080p. It's gotta be possible now. And then a lot of other people also wondering if this is gonna make their current accessories obsolete. Like, will it, is, is the form factor gonna ch- change? Is it gonna be bigger? Is my carrying case no longer going to work? Are, like, my current Joy-Cons still going to fucking slot into this thing? Etc, etc. Um. Is it even real? Is it even, is it even, it's 100% real. I fucking promise you it's real. <laughs> I promise you. Now, which one of these details or all of are correct? God only knows. I promise you a Switch Pro is coming or the next, whatever they call it, it's without question coming. They've even been, like, quietly updating the current SKUs of Switches. And it ends up with brighter screens, longer battery life, etc., etc. They just don't actually name it. So something's coming for sure. It's just a matter of when. Um, if they did it this year, it would definitely be like the end end yep. <laughs> of the year. But I think it's more than likely they announce it and then it ends up being in the early next part year. of next year. Uh, more yeah. than likely the spring of next year. Um I think it's definitely necessary. I mean, the the console has been hurting to put out fucking frames for a long time. Pretty much since launch, actually. It didn't even have, like, at no point has it been putting out frame rates that anyone has been happy with, except for the most diehard Nintendo fans. Um, And a lot of that was that they put that, the the Tegra, I think it's the Tegra X1 in the original, and that was like six months or less outside of the next generation of Tegra chips that had just um, been coming up that would have made, like, fucking monstrous improvements in performance. So, they missed the ship a bit awkwardly. It's still definitely going to be an NVIDIA bit. If it's going to output 4K in docked mode, it's going to be using DLSS, which is what they use on desktop with with um, with games to try and help reach 4K at higher resolutions. A, a Nintendo Switch in dock mode is not going to hit native 4K. It's not even going to hit checkerboarded 4K. It's just not going to fucking happen. But with DLSS, with an NVIDIA chip on board... Sure, yes, okay. As for the 720p thing, people need to maybe chill out a bit about that. You know, um, if you're playing a game on your phone, you'll, and, and, it's, and you play it in like a, any kind of performance mode, if it runs around 720p, you're, you'll be doing well to tell the difference between 720 and 1080, but what you will tell the difference between is how long your battery lasts. The difference between 720p gaming and 1080p in terms of holding something in your hand and playing it is huge for battery life. 
the thing that people will also likely, uh, you know, look past it, if they never even said it was 720p, people would still be like, wow, this is so fucking crisp and amazing. Because it's an OLED screen now. The colors are going to be fucking light years ahead of what the Switch currently has. The clarity of the contrast and colors of this new uh, screen are going to basically smash the uh, the original out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the park and then really um the 720p thing i don't think people are going to give a fuck about anymore the the frame rates will also be a lot better i would suspect that there won't be any games that don't run at 60 fps in handheld mode at this point um and also in docked mode i think 60 fps is going to be a pretty common thing in docked mode i suspect we're going to get a lot more of them pushing it still like they do with new consoles so they'll have frame drops now and then but it will look better. It will be capable of higher resolutions. It'll probably have a better battery life as well in the process. Uh, it will be a, a, a very good update. I think the body won't change. I think they're going to look to do this as cheap as possible. Like, if I... Like, if I grab my Switch... <clears throat> this is a this is a like I said this is a Mark One. This is the OG. This is the uh, 13 minute battery life version of the Switch. So... Um, you can see right now, given the size of the screen, how much extra room they have, but it's just bezels, right? I suspect the new screen is probably going to be exactly the same body, but they're just blowing the screen up to be pretty much this entire form with very little bezels. Like all these bezels, it's going to be no more fucking iPhone chin type shit. It's just going to be all free, you know, friggin' screen, kind of like you're going to see in, uh... In uh, in phones and whatnot, so I suspect that's what you're likely to more likely to get. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about your your shit not working. But then again, it's Nintendo, and in the past, they have enjoyed making accessories obsolete for the sake of knowing that lots of people will rebuy them anyway. So you never you never you never know. Um, but there you have it. I would uh, I I personally would probably replace my Switch if the new one is legitimately that much better than this one if only to play games on my tv at more than 15 fps because that shit's fucking like it's painful nintendo it should have never happened in the first place nintendo fucking nobody wants that 15 fps shit uh and then they can remake all their games in hd hd and re-release them for full price and do the classic nintendo thing jeff perfect it'll be amazing absolutely amazing of note do you have a Vita? Not that I want you to go find it, but do you have a Vita sitting around somewhere? No, I sold I sold my only Vita. Okay, so the Vita, I think the 2011 or whatever model of the Vita had an OLED screen as well. And so if anyone's ever owned a Vita, you look at that, you'll have a an idea of what the new Switch would likely look like in terms of screen quality. It would be better than that because obviously it's 10 years newer, but the OLED panel for the, the, the Vita was very, very nice. This would be likely even better. And so you can look forward to having something similar there. And that's all we got for gaming news, Mr. Black. Four, four days, especially since we did the podcast on the weekend. Not a lot of time for, for the news to build well, up. Then so let me sell out by giving a shout out to, uh, to NordVPN. If you guys don't already have a VPN service, type in exclamation. Actually, no, you don't need to do that here. Um, on YouTube, you can click on the link in the description. And if you're listening to this on RSS feeds, you can go to www.nordvpn.com slash OTT, get 68% off plus a bonus month when you sign up on a two-year term. 
It's 2021, guys. Stay safe. Stay anonymous out there. Stay protected, whether you're at your home or in a public Wi-Fi uh, area. Plus, you can game on the servers. You can stream and game on the servers. You can watch different regions of Netflix by the click of a button. It even works in China, uh, which a lot of VPN services do not. Um, They basically sponsor everybody at this point. Um, And the most importantly, they sponsor your favorite podcast, which means you should go over there and use that promo code OTT. So they keep sponsoring the podcast. And uh, and uh, we can just keep giving you these sellouts all the time. Plus, you get an awesome service all at the same, all in the same vein. Plus, we have got Elgato. I've been seeing tons and tons of people tweet note, tagging me, tagging Elgato. You guys have been Elgot and getting everything. You got the wave products, you've got the green screens, you've got the key lights, you got the capture cards, you've got you've got new micro- product, Mr. Black. Is there? Popped up on my feed today. Let me I help you out. Okay, go for it, Adam. Now, I know I don't have the prettiest hands in the world, but some of you out there have very pretty hands. You could be hand models, okay? And what does a hand model need? Well, they, they need the ability to show their hands off without getting other things in the way. And Elgato thought about this and said, Hey, I've got an idea. What if we had a green screen? Mouse mad. Oh, ah, a green I didn't even see mad. that. Yeah. I'm just going to try and get more. You know what else? You know what other product they just pin? Uh, just uh, they just released another one, Adam. What's that? They've got acoustic treatment pads that oh, go that's on true. Your wall. Yes, there's two things. Wave panels. Yes. Dude, I'm actually going to get them to send me some of those. Yes, you have literally no wall space in that room to put them, but definitely have them send will, you some. I will put them in my uh, my vocal booth. They, there you go. So yeah. they've got they've got two new products. They've got one for all of you hand models out there. So uh, they obviously looked at the market uh, for streaming and said, hey, there's a lot of people with hand cams for, you know, uh, for mouse movement or controller, you know, whatever, fighting game people, they sometimes have it. Or even even if they're talking about products and stuff, people opening packs of cards. There's so many opportunities, so many things to do uh, with that. So they put out a green screen mouse mat so that you can just have the camera over top. Boom, there you go. Bob's your uncle. It's the right color. Key that out, and away you go. And then like Jeff said, uh, he uh, they, they released uh, sound panels as well. They're not like the friggin' one-quarter inch thick, supposed to block sound, but only block like the highest frequencies imaginable because they're only a quarter of an inch thick, uh, five cent things that you buy on Amazon, like a pack of 150 for $5. None of that shit. It's actually relatively substantial foam. So for the majority of usage cases, like they would be trying to manufacture these for the majority of the cases, it should be good for most rooms, most voices, most setups, nice ubiquitous canvassing of the audio spectrum in that regard. Uh, and they look pretty nice too, which is also... Uh, nice because colors and uh yeah mix and match yeah and they've got like the patterns going on and whatnot because you know you want to have like certain patterns to help break up uh break up uh the you know sound as it's hitting it getting it trapped and 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 diffused so yeah you can get you know fancy with it uh as well so there you go and they're not crazy expensive which was my first thought when i saw it i was like oh my god how much are they going to charge for these bad boys because any custom audio anything that hangs on a wall is usually stupid expensive. Uh, and so it was nice to see that they were very reasonable with their uh, their pricing uh, for it. So there you go. So new products 
The there lists go. go on and on. I could have new problems every week now with more solutions. That's it. That's it. Hey, we needed more products for more sellout because right. we were running out. Of, we were running out of. I only have so many problems, Joe. I need more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not trying to bring any more problems on you, Adam. Jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can only have so many, but there you go. Um, and of course, Patreon. Patreon.com slash like TV if you want to directly support the podcast financially. That goes uh, a long, long way in keeping this bad boy going uh, as we uh, continue to, uh, to do it remotely through the pandemic. And we'll- Let's keep it real. At some point in the future. If you don't support the podcast, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep it on it because we make $0 off ad revenue <laughs> and, you know, sponsorship money. It ain't, it, you know, I have, a, I have an anecdote, Mr. Black. Yeah. So at some point, uh, over a year ago, our, the, the people that do our YouTube channel for, for life's glitch TV, like our, mm-hmm. our CD, our, um, our, uh, our management firm. That's it. They uh, they needed at some point all of our information for payouts updated because they had completely overhauled their back end or some shit. Okay. And I didn't know about this until I went looking, you know, for my taxes. I didn't I didn't know about this until I went looking. So I filled it all out and we got back pay. And you know what? Well over a year where the back pay was. Oh fuck. Let me guess, hundred bucks. No, I think it was like I think it was like because um, this was over a year uh, of back pay. I think it was like twelve hundred dollars. Damn, you owe me some money. Let's go. Well, actually, I don't because I pay for everything on the podcast, and all of it's more than twelve hundred dollars. So, man, fuck. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> well, between the podcast hosting yeah, and all the other damn. shades, unfortunately. <laughs> Man, you, you set me up for a six hundred dollar payday, <laughs> and you crushed me. <laughs> dirty man, dirty. I got excited too. I was like, "Oh shit, we're gonna get a couple extra bucks this month." And I was like, "Oh wait a minute, this just means I've been pay- I've been paying out of pocket for all the podcast shit for like eighteen months now, or some shit." Anyway, so there you go. That's just a highlight that we really don't make much money on ad revenue on the podcast, and honestly. Almost all of it is for people watching Dude, old, Starcraft. old Starcraft shit. That's what it's from. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Got fleeced. Pretty fleeced fucking good. Hard. Fleeced hard. Um, yeah. Well, now it's time for the next segment, Mr. Black, which is uh, called Movies and TV. Uh, amid rumors of not hitting her fitness goals for Aquaman 2, more rumors came up about Warner Bros. having tried to push Amber Heard out of the film while she was in court with Depp and James Wan. Uh, fighting with the studio to keep her on. So as it turns out, I'm pretty sure the fitness thing was just complete bullshit. Even though, even if it, even if it was real, it would have been bullshit. That would have been like the front to get rid of her for a totally different thing that they wouldn't have had to dealt with or wanted to dealt with. Pre- you don't have with. eight pack abs. I'm You're sorry, gone. I have to let you go. <laughs> You're right here, but I wear a full body suit. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're gone. You need to have eight pack abs. It's in the contract. You should have read the fine print. Um, yeah, so I, like, what, I don't think there's much uh, to go on as far as the, the, the meeting the fitness goals. Do I believe that Warner Brothers probably had some internal, uh, back and forth with Juan during the, the lengthy court battle? Probably. Uh, I'm sure they at least talked about it because ultimately the optics on one of your stars being through a long and drawn out, um, 
you know, domestic abuse from both sides of the ball case, it's not a good look. And so I'm sure they at least talked about it a few times. If they aren't still talking about it now, fucking God only knows. Um, but uh, I'm not surprised, and I wouldn't be surprised if James Wan was fighting to keep her on, because it's never fun to replace your one of your lead roles right after the first fucking film. Uh, it's just a, that's a pain in the ass. Even though he wasn't even the guy that did the original mil- uh, movie. Who was it that did it? Snyder did the original? Uh, James James Wan did the last one. Did he do the Did he do the first I'm Aquaman? Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure James James Wan did. Am uh, I high? Yeah. I mean, I could be yeah, high. James Wan did Aquaman. He did Aquaman. I'm almost certain. Okay, Direct no, it was James Wan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why fuck? did I think? Why did I think? Fucking Snyder. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it would, it would stand to reason that he would want to keep, want to keep her on if, if, if possible, but, uh, all the same, uh, we'll wait and find out. Cause I mean, that movie's still a ways off yet anyway. And, uh, and there you go. If, if it wasn't her, who do you think that would, uh, would, would end up being put in there as, uh, as uh well, there's role? already been rumor. I mean, there's, there's been this rumor that, um, Amelia uh, Clark her face. Yeah. Amelia Clark was, was, um. That just sounds in, like that just running. sounds like fan fiction wet dream of of her yeah, and, and Carl Drogo Drogo I, getting back together. I actually think I actually think Amber Heard is good in the role, and I think Amber Heard will end up staying in the role. Mm. Um, they may, you know, if if they want her gone, just kill her off in this next movie. Um, make the movie, kill her off in the movie, and move on. I think you're going to see her. I think you're going to see her play this role. Mm. Or she's gonna back out of it, and they're just gonna pay her, her, her fee, and she'll just say like scheduling conflicts or whatever, and then just be done with it. Yeah, if they really don't want her there. Yeah, whatever it is, it will be like the most. It'll be like the most corporate sounding fucking like wrap yeah. up uh, yeah. of the thing to keep it as. Or she'll as... be like, oh, she's thinking about starting a family, and uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. They'll come up with something. Come, they'll, come, they'll come up with something for sure. Uh, Terminator anime series has been greenlit for Netflix. Netflix is big on their anime. Uh, but yeah, Terminator anime series has been greenlit for Netflix. Interestingly enough, with Matson Tomlin, uh, which was the writer for Robert Pattinson's The Batman as the showrunner and executive producer. Okay. Well, I haven't seen Robert Pattinson's Batman yet. So we so don't I'm know if that's good or judgment. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't care about animation. I wish I did. I, yeah. uh, it's just not my thing. So, you know. You, you start hey, and stop at Dragon Ball Z. That's, I start and stop right there. That is. That's as far, that's as, far as I go. As far as I need to go, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure that there is a ton of great anime, and I'm sure that there is better anime than Dragon Ball Z. I just don't think. Um, I don't even. You know what? In in my In my mind. Dragon Ball Z is the only thing that needs to exist. I don't need I don't need there to be a better Dragon Ball Z uh or just a Dragon Ball franchise whether it's, you know, Dragon Ball uh Super or whatever, which was awesome by the way. Super mm. was really good. Um I just I'm okay with that. Anime is really as somebody who's flirted a little bit more with anime, like after both of us got into anime via like our gateway drug was 100% Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. There's no two ways around that. That was just what was on TV for us when we were growing up. And and I, for, when you're kids, you don't know it's anime. It's a cartoon, right? It doesn't mm. even fucking register that it's anime. You didn't even probably know of that term until you were 
midway through your teenage years, for God's sake. Uh, it was just another cartoon on the television. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, if there's one thing about anime that's hard, that even if, like, you wanted to get somebody into anime, or further than, say, Dragon Ball Z, or, or like, the, you know, the ones that were on TV for us, you know, Sailor Moon, or, or fucking all the, uh, the others, uh, is it's gated as fuck, bro. Like, oh, yeah. there are few fandoms of, like, media or mediums that are more full of fucking snobby assholes than anime. I mean, holy fuck. If you mention that you don't want to read subtitles so you listen to the dub, you <laughs> are, like, crazy. you are fucking flogged. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry, bro, I don't fucking take Japanese lessons enough to sit there and listen to it, and fuck me if I want to watch a visual media instead of reading the text the whole time. This isn't yeah. like it's a movie where only some people are speaking a foreign language. It's the dude, whole got, time. Dude, I've got people that still to this day try and tell me that I've watched Dragon, because I watched Dragon Ball Z with the English dubs. Um, you haven't really watched it. I'm not I'm not properly watching Dragon Ball Z. I'd be like, you know what? Go fuck off somewhere, all right? How's that sound? I don't want to listen to it. It's like, no, man. <laughs> fuck all it's, that. Of all it's true though, like of all the anime that I could think of that would be like the last one that I could actually physically be able to listen to, Dragon Ball is definitely the fucking one. The yeah. sounds that they make in that show are literally, they hurt your ears. It's not even about being annoying. It's physically painful to listen to Dragon Ball Z screaming in Japanese. Yes. And, th yes. and there's and there's very little, like, talking in a normal fucking, like, volume or whatever. Like, that show is screaming 110% of the fucking time. Um, so, yeah, anime is a bit bullshit in that, in that regard. Uh, I've got a lot of other anime I've watched that I've really enjoyed. Uh, I've watched some in, with, with subs, I've, uh, I've watched a lot more with dubs, I don't fucking care what form it comes in. I enjoy it for, like, the art more than anything, in terms of, like, the actual animation. I enjoy that, seeing different art styles and, and whatnot, uh, because for as much good anime as there is, I would say, like, good anime is about 5% of all anime created, and the other 95% is, like, weird pedophile incestual weird, yeah, fucking bad. like weird nonsense that you could listen to people try and justify for weeks on end and it's just fucking hate like it's 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 brutal uh but that five percent is absolute fucking fire and uh and more people should definitely definitely be able to enjoy it but yeah it's it's uh it's wild 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 uh Disney CEO Bob Chappick has said in an interview uh, recently here that he believes that after a, after the last year and continuing as we are uh, of people used uh, getting used to being able to see movies uh, on release at home, he can't see movie releases fully going back to their old ways again. He still supports theater releases, uh, but can't see people wanting to completely revert back to what was uh, before. Um. And I think that's sensible. That's kind of how I viewed this for as soon as the pandemic kicked up, is that while I don't see movie theaters disappearing off the face of the earth, I think the way in which movies are released are liable to change because the entire market will have been partially adjusted to this style of release, and a not insignificant number of them will actually prefer just watching shit at home. There's always going to be people that want to watch a movie experienced 
kind of thing in a theater. And that's why the theaters will, will not go away. Um, but this has definitely been... If this pandemic thing was like six months, it wouldn't have changed shit. But the fact that we're probably still another six months away from theaters being able to legitimately reopen and not have people be fucking freaking out about it, it's probably going to change the landscape at least to a degree. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think what he's saying just it makes it's total, total sense. I mean, we we broke we broke a habit um there's still a desire for people to want to go to the movie theater just for that experience i mean it's part of our culture um to go to the movies um yeah i i mean he's right and i mean but the thing is is it's also coming from bob Iger, who or i sorry a bob uh there's so many fucking bob ceo bobs? Bobs that this is all, it's all bobs um <laughs> it's 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 coming from a from a person that you know wants you to buy these disney pluses and these you know sure other other services right Hmm. it's kind of like you're speaking something into existence um like to a degree is true it's true i don't think people people are like especially with what warner brothers is doing or uh, hbo is is doing um with with releasing you know matrix and godzilla and um fuck there's uh there's there's all kind there's all kinds of movies that, that they're releasing mm. um in theaters and at home at the same time mortal kombat um mm. because you know mortal kombat you know would be a movie that i would go and see see in theater for sure but if i have the option to watch it at home i'm gonna watch it at home over the theater and i'm a theater guy um but Things like blockbusters, big movies, you know, your Tom Cruise movies, your Marvel movies, your your DC movies, your your John Wicks, you know, the those those are those are theatrical experiences that um not only do you want to watch with a crowd of people to feel connected and and laugh with a crowd and yell with a crowd and all this other stuff. Um, there's just some movies that are designed for that. I think that there was a ton of movies that went to theater that weren't designed for a theatrical release. It just, it just so happened that that was how you released movies. Um, and I think that there will be some movies because, um, I'm not saying that say, for example, like, like comedies. Yeah. Comedies are, in my opinion, they're, they're not theatrical movies, but they're fun to watch in theaters because of the connectedness of that and not only that like you know for a good date movie to go out and just laugh and have a good time um you know you, laughing is contagious right so when you're in a theater with a bunch of people that are laughing you're far more likely to laugh um as well and just generally have a good time but there are some comedies some action movies some dramas some romantic comedies um that can be equally enjoyed if not more enjoyed at home than in a theater um you know it caters to the ones that don't want to go to the theater mm. caters to the ones that don't want to pay a babysitter um and go out and spend a hundred dollars on a date night caters to those that don't want to go out in public around a ton of people um and just want to watch it at their own at their own leisure they want to be able to pause it when they want to they want to be able to sit on their phone and text and surf social media while they're watching their movie uh without being yelled at um there's people that there's it works both ways but with that being said, I agree with them. It won't be the same. 
but I also don't think movies will just be at home. Um, I think at the very most, um, there will be a lot of movies that will be both at the same time. So it will be released on digital and released in the theater simultaneously, or just like what we did at the beginning of the pandemic when we were a few months in, they had a smaller theatrical window of like 17 days or whatever it was. So it was like a little less than three weeks. It'd be in theaters, and then you could immediately get it on digital. I think that's what you will get for the major big blockbusters. I don't think your huge blockbusters will release on digital and uh, and in theaters at the same time. I still think they'll have that theatrical window, but I think there'll be a lot of midline movies. You know, your movies that have $30 million budgets, $20 million budgets that will be digital and theatrical release at the same time because they're going to make more money that way. The people that just didn't want to go to the theater can just watch it from home um, or the people that had no interest at all, like I'll just wait till it gets digital or I'll wait for it to be free on Netflix or whatever, but instead they can just order it at home and watch it for 20 bucks or whatever and you know have it unlocked for 48 hours. There will be those people. So it's a, and, and listen, money talks. So at the end of the day, even if people want to watch movies at home, but there's too much piracy going on, which it has gone through the roof from um, digital releases. Um, it's going to be all up to what the studio is making. If they're not making the money that they were making before, they will they will shut down these movies from releasing on digital, and they will just do your theatrical release and force people to go to the theaters. Listen, we all didn't want to go through this pandemic and now there's going to be tons of people that don't want to go back to the theaters now that they've had a taste of watching movies at home but if they don't have that choice anymore you better you better bet your ass people are just going to go to the theater again because they're forced to do it and that habit will come back very quickly you know and that's just that it's just like exercising you know you exercise long enough you get a habit but the moment you fall off the wagon it's so easy to go back into your old habits um, and, and it just, the muscle memory of it happens and it, it, it's your new norm again. So it's all going to boil down to, um, how the theaters, uh, not the theaters make their money, but the studios make their money. I think what we're seeing right now is we're seeing some tr- strategic stuff where these studios are going, Hey, we really need HBO max buyers. Let's go ahead and release these big blockbuster movies through HBO max and theaters at the same time. So that we can get our subscriptions up. And guess what? It's working. They're getting, I think the last time I checked, they had like a big pop of uh, like half a million uh, subscriptions. And then they were up like a million subscriptions. And that's from these movies getting released. Uh, The question is, is are they still going to want to do that when theaters are open and it's at full capacity again? And they're realizing how much these blockbusters will make at home. It's just all depends on how the studios want to play to push other content, not just the blockbusters, because now they're using blockbusters as this bait and switch to get people to come in the door, and they're going, oh, you're here for uh, for Matrix, are you? Well, take a look at my wares. We've got we've got this show and this show and that show, and it's a, it's amazing. You should you should check it out in hopes that they you know they hook you into something else, right? So right now we're in a weird weird place, and people are trying to figure it out. Some are failing. Some are winning. Some are like, eh, we'll see. So 
There hasn't been any major, major blockbusters that have released except for Wonder Woman. And, you know, and in the grand scheme of things, Wonder Woman didn't do that great, but they did. It did good because of the because we're in a pandemic. The best movie I think that is that is done so far is Tenet. I think Tenet is the one that made the most money so far. They made like four hundred million dollars or whatever worldwide. Um, they're the, they're the ones, you know, and even that was considered like a failure. Um, that's because uh, it costs so much money to fucking make. Because it, yeah, it costs a damn fortune to make. Um, and you know, it is what it is. So, but yeah, the long-winded answer is yeah, of course, it's not going to be the same. But eh, I don't think it's going to be that different either. I think you, I think it'll surprise people. I know it's it's really easy for people to say, oh yeah, I would rather just watch it at home, but. When the theaters open back up, nothing beats going to the movies, at least for me. There's going to be tons of people that don't care, but there are millions, hundreds of millions of people that love a movie theater experience. And when people feel that again, we've lost that feeling. You know, it's like, um, I don't know. It's like, uh, shit, what's, what's what's a good example? I mean, you know, busting some nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you. <laughs> we got so far into this podcast without one, and here we are. But I mean, like, you know, if you got to bust some nuts, you know, and you don't bust any nuts for a long time, you're like, ah, hey, you know what? This December is December so 1st rolls around after No Nut November, and you just go to fucking town. And you go to town, and that nut that you bust, you go, damn. Okay, now I now I remember how awesome it is to bust these nuts. And I think people are going to realize that when the theaters open again and they go and they experience it after being cooped up in their fucking houses, watching TV on their, you know, 50 inch TV screens at home, which, you know, is great. But I think when they get that experience again, they're going to realize like, damn, I missed this. I didn't even think I knew I missed this, but I missed this. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think my biggest question mark, and you kind of touched on it there three quarters of the way through was when you were discussing some of the smaller $20, $30 million films, or even those films that are in genres that don't aren't traditionally really major theater draw type movies. And on my question I was gonna I was gonna pose to you is do you think that because of it if if anything were to survive and continue on in sort of a similar fashion as we're seeing it right now, to me it would be those kind of films because I guess in my mind, I would imagine that if they did a movie release and an at-home rental at the same time, like a, like a, 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 you know, released at the same day, that those films would actually benefit from this streaming infrastructure being in place where they maybe wouldn't have before. Because like you said, not everyone is rushing out to go watch, you know, a dramedy in theater. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just not the movie experience. Other than the date, yeah. you know, obviously like the classic date concept or whatever. But yeah. in general... I think that there's a good chance that some films or genres that don't kill it traditionally in the theaters might be able to make more money during their quote-unquote theatrical window because of this kind of streaming infrastructure being in place where it wasn't before. Well, yeah, because before they, they, the theaters just wouldn't allow it. Right. But now that we've kind of broken that, you know, it's like, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater, you know, you just let it happen once (laughs) Keep happening. Right. At first Mm. you're like, no, 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 no. And then you say, yeah, you know what? You get a hall pass just this one time and then you know one time turns into two times turns into a norm next thing you know you're cuckolding everything <laughs> so i think that's what i think that's what is what is happening with the theaters is 
those those specific movies, those twenty thirty million dollar budget films, or even those one million dollar budget, the paranormal yeah. activities of the world, and the, yeah. the 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 smaller budget horror films, you know, watching those in theaters is great, but watching a nice horror film at home is awesome too. Mm. So like, you know, uh, having the ability to choose is better than not having the ability to choose, and you're just you're just going to get more people that are going to be more interested in watching your movie up front because they have options before it was like, no, you have to go to the theaters and you have to wait 90 days and then you can watch it. And by that time, the hype is gone. No one's talking about it. And it's usually free by the time, you know, the 90 days is the only caveat to this between theatrical and at home is how big of a, of a difference is the piracy going to make? Because if you start getting into the, into the, into the groove of, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch every movie that comes out in theaters and digital, but I'm going to pirate it. You know, I'm going to just watch a, a Blu-ray, Blu-ray rip of it um, or a 1080p or whatever right off. Um, then that's where things can get a little wonky. And it all depends on how how well they can mitigate that and, or, and how much people are willing to to reach into their pockets and pay for something, especially coming from a generation now of people that are used to in their eyes, have free content all the time because, yeah, we pay for Netflix, we pay for HBO, we pay for Disney Plus, but we only pay for it once a year or monthly, you know. So it's not like we have to go and click on a series or a movie and pay $4.99, bucks per watch. The moment that you have a $19.99 asterisk there and you don't get that date night, that theatrical experience, and you're just home watching it and you have an opportunity to just rip it on the internet for free. There are a ton of people that will rip it for free because they already spend enough money on shit at home. I already spend $15 for this one. And you know, I already have 10 Twitch subscriptions and this and this, the least I'm, I, I may as well just rip it and watch it. A lot of people will do that. So it, it's, it's all I, about what, I what definitely happened? I definitely oh. think that portion of it you're always going to have pirates. That's never going to go away. It's the <laughs> volume obviously that is the concern. It's 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 how much more is, is are you going to get more than not? You know what yeah. I mean? Like is is it having both? What's you're going to like you said, yeah. you're always going to get the piracy, but the thing is is the piracy before was very hard to get high quality within the video. theatrical window, yeah. 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 You know, you'd have to wait that 60 days a lot of times before like a Blu-ray rip of a movie came out. Yeah, yeah. When you release it on digital same day, you've got your like 4K rip the day it gets released. Yeah. Spread everywhere, right? So that's, that is a concern. But like you said, it's the volume. If there are way more people that are now willing to buy it that weren't willing to buy it before, it doesn't matter if the piracy level goes up there's still more profit margin to be yeah, had. Yeah, it's always so going to be what the profit margin washes out to be. I think personally that the biggest hurdle, just from my experience, just for me, this is my opinion, this has nothing to do with market fucking analysis or anything, is just for me, $30 for an at-home rental on a new release is mm. steep. And it's, it's, a lot. it's a lot of money. Um, And and it's, it's not that, like, because $30 is almost what I would spend to go to a fucking theater at that point. So, um it's it's hard like for example like the 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 really dope looking um what's what's the name of that uh, one that's animated the the last dragon or whatever raya Ray, what is the 
Oh, for fuck. Anyway, it's like the Southeast Asian theme thing. M is obviously very interested in it. It's, you know, more her neck of the woods because that's what it's based in, etc., etc. And then I see the price for $30 and I'm like, we're going to wait it. until this thing is just streaming on, uh, you know, on the platform because, uh, you know, $30 is a shitload of money to rent a movie at home. For me, personally... The moment you go north of like seventeen ninety nine or some shit Canadian, so twenty bucks, yeah, like twenty bucks. Okay, thirty dollars is fucking steep. So well, I don't think I I think thirty dollars is good if you own it, like it you unlock it. Yeah, if you buy, if you own it permanently, digital, you can watch it as much as you want. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. I agree. I think twenty nine ninety nine is a lot. I mean, I I think that's what I spend for Wonder Woman and Tenant. But with yeah. Tenet, I owned it. So when I when I rented and bought it, it like unlocked it for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. It's expensive. And it's not ex- it's it's I think the reason why they do that is because if you think about it and you rent, say, Wonder Woman and you took your family out to Wonder Woman, you know, you, a husband, a wife, or you know, husband, husband, wife, wife, yeah. kids, doesn't really matter. You take you take a family of of five or six to the movie theaters, uh, you know, you're spending a shit ton of money. And, yeah. you know, you've got concessions, everything else. You got to go out. You got to drive. You got to go there. It's an ordeal. Um, and and you, at home, you can watch it as many times as you want for 48 hours. You can pause it, turn it off. Um, you know, there is value in there, but you're right. It, it, for me, it's not value me, that I think people are willing to spend money on, though. Like value is only value if it's valuable yeah, to the person. They can't make it. They can't make it too <clears> small. <throat> Because then people will go, well, I'm not going to go to the theater at all, and I'm going to watch it on digital. Oh, sure. Um, and then and then you're going to have a problem with the theaters, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those, it's just, it's a juggling act. We'll see. It's all new. I think things will change. Yeah, people are going to, it's going to take some more time to, to sort out. Um, speaking of new and changing, Space Jam 2 got some more images released here uh, and uh, all over Twitter today and, and I'm sure other social media platforms and the only thing I could note uh, of in this whole thing was that Bugs Bunny was looking extra fucking HD in one of these friggin' pictures. Yeah, uh, they've was. got, like, so much, like, f- like hair all over them. I think, judging by the background of the image that's kind of blurred out, um, it looks like they're in the real world. So it's like Bugs has come out to the real world, and so the idea for that is that the style for him when he's in the real world is to look more like a real... Yeah. <laughs> not really like a real rabbit within reason, right? Um, yeah. and then when they're back in, they're probably going to be more traditional cartoony. cartoony. Uh, but yeah, ultra, ultra HD bugs money in that. Uh, I don't know. Do we have a release date for that bad boy? I don't know. It's probably coming. It's probably going to be out this year. I think it's this year, isn't it? Yeah. It was part yeah. of that. It was part of that like really big. Yeah. Like list of movies, uh, that we had discussed a few months ago. Um, but either way. Yeah. There you go. I'll, uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, I like. I'll Space watch Jam. it. Space yeah. Jam, the original Space Jam's fire, and, and I'm sure uh, you know LeBron. LeBron James is actually a good actor, and he's definitely going to be a better actor than Michael Jordan. True. Uh, I'm not saying that Michael Jordan did a bad job by any means. Uh, just he is a much be- he has much more experience acting. Yeah. He, like he's legitimate. Like he is legitimately a funny, charismatic guy. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to surprise people how well he does uh, in this movie. I think I think it's gonna go, I think it's gonna do really well. 
Yeah, Michael did about as well as any 90s sports person could have possibly done in a movie. <laughs> in a movie in the year 2021, it's, you know, people are a little different uh for sure uh and in that regard the sports figures are a little bit more charismatic in general especially if you're like the head of the game and that's lebron james right that's that's what he is so yeah i also suspect that his acting will be several steps above that of mr michael jordan uh in the process but uh, all the same yeah it'll be fun to watch uh and see and see what they do with that uh to try and separate it from uh from the original and other than that that's all i got you got any other uh any other movie and tv news Nothing. Wonderful. Which means it's time to move on to tech support. Uh, where did that go on my phone? There it is. Patreon.com slash lag TV. L-A-G-T-V is the place to go. You spend a couple of dollars, $10 specifically, or more per month there, and you get a couple of perks, most of which are completely locked behind a wall of COVID right now. But there is also the ability to ask us questions each and every week on a uh, post that I put up before the podcast called tech support. We answer as many of those bad boys as we can. At the end of the podcast. Let's see what we got this week. Oh, all sorts of people interacting with these questions now. We get upvotes for days. Let's see what we got. Uh, Will Hawkins asks, would you ever go off the grid if you had enough solar, wind, and battery energy to keep up with your use? And I think when he says off the grid, it's uh, it, 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 that usually means, like, would you get outside of a city and just get away from the hustle and bustle, if it meant that you could keep all of your general electrical amenities, like you still had your internet and you still had your TV and all your power was, you know, fine and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, for maybe a short period to just like detox my life for, you know, a week tops. I mean, I'd rather just go on vacation <laughs> to like mm. an island somewhere and just get some sun and relax and eat and drink and chill. That's, I don't want to be completely disconnected. I mean, as much as I think we're over bombarded with things, I still want to feel connected and still, you know, mm. know what's going on to a degree. Yeah, I I go through waves of wanting uh, of wanting to do that, but you know, but I don't, I you know, as far as like the the if you had enough solar and battery energy, like I don't want to go <laughs> in the middle of the fucking woods or some shit. No, but um, you know, if you get me away from the city and like if i i'm i'm the type of person that probably would have done well as a farmer a hundred fucking years ago (laughs) like if you give me if you say all right adam we're gonna wake up we're gonna go do work for the next 12 hours and then you're gonna go to bed but you don't have to fucking pay bills and fucking be like super concerned about all this other bullshit and taxes and juggling all that nonsense is like fuck yes give me that get rid of all the the fucking white noise that is that is what adulthood is in the 20th the 21st fucking century and social media and all the fucking like cancel culture and the bud like the constant like just toxicity you spend half your time trying to avoid toxicity and the other half of your time um you know trying to not be toxic yourself uh because it's you're just surrounded by fucking white noise all the time. It's hard to avoid now, especially if you're in our line of work, of course. Obviously, we're a little bit more exposed than some people would be, but all the same. Yeah, if you just, if I could just get up, work, you know, put food on the table, sleep, get up, and like, and then actually have time to spend with people, 
and not be like, what am I going to do about my retirement fund and shit? And like, just constantly like, like gig culture, grinding for like 40 fucking years, you know, the, what, whatever the fuck, basically all the shit that like people before our generation didn't have to really worry that much about because of the post-war boom. Yeah. Give me that shit. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. Give me a one household income. No, one person income so that somebody else can stay home and look after the kids and not have to you know, do the math of if one of us stays home, it's who's making the you know, least amount of money so that we can do the calculation of how much, you know, childcare is for an entire year. And then what is that compared to your salary? And then if you were to still work two jobs to pay for that, does it even make fucking sense anymore? Do we just fucking like have you stay home because we're only going to make like five grand more a year, but you're still sounds working like my, then coming up? Sounds like my, that sounds that's like my ev- life. But that's like everyone, right? Because if you're not making, because childcare is so expensive, if you're not making like over 60 grand a year, you're yeah. basically in that category. And if you're like 60 grand a year isn't anything to sneeze at. That's a fair chunk of fucking money. So, especially for a second income. So like, fuck Fuck all of that shit. Fuck, like, I read an article here just earlier today, and I was tweeting about it, where um, where some, some old fuckers were complaining about the birth rate in North America, where they're like, the birth rate's going down. I'm like, okay. And? They're like, and that's a problem. I'm like, okay, uh, sure. You know, Canada's been net importing people for fucking forever, our, our actual national birth rate's been below one for a hot minute. It's, you know, life goes on. It's not like we need more people on the planet. We're fucking, like, cranking these bad boys out enough as is. We don't need 14 billion people on Earth. And then I read the article, and in the article they were saying, it's the problem, it's a problem because we need young people to financially support the older generations in their <laughs> retirement and beyond. They want the ki- they want the people who are our age now to have children specifically to financially bolster the the group of people that fucked economically and financially two generations following them in Gen X and millennials to be able to fucking keep them going into their 80s and 90s and fucking beyond. When we can't afford to ha- like the reason why you're not seeing kids is because most people can't afford to have kids. And that's, I mean, there's a lot, there's a, a lot of other reasons, but the chief reason is that having kids not cheap, especially if you're in the U.S., here in Canada, you know, if I ask Jeff, hey, hey, Jeff, how much did the hospital ask to have Kai born? Nothing. Thank you. In the States, you know what it is? A lot more than nothing. You have a kid in the States, you're paying anywhere from 10 to 50 grand to birth a baby. And that's just to have them born. You haven't even started feeding them, putting diapers on them, putting them through school, clothing, extracurricular activities and shit. You ain't done any of that shit yet. And you're talking about a generation where one of the biggest discourses is whether or not the president of the United States should try and push through canceling student loan debt so that people cannot have debt until they're 95. So, I mean, yeah, ask me if I want to get away from all this fuckery for a bit and go off grid. God damn right I do. Call me fucking, I don't know. Call me fucking, uh, uh, what was his name? The friggin' lumberjack. I don't know. Go out there. Problem is, I don't have the skills for that. I'd be dead inside of a week. But maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a fight, fight for myself in the Canadian winter. Uh, what's our next question here? Uh, <laughs> oh, Danjum. 
says, he's got a, he's got a mad lib for us of sorts here. If you could fill in the blank, oh, so blank is love, blank is life, what slash who would it be? Paul Bunyan, thank you, that's what I was going for, yeah. <clears throat> blank is love, blank is life. Hmm. Mm. Good one. You know what? Just because this week I've needed more than usual, sleep, bro. Sleep mm. is love and sleep is fucking life. Mm. I'ma just I'ma just say I s I've I had like a couple days where I just didn't you know, I slept but I didn't sleep great, so I was a little tired. I've been getting back on the treadmill and running so my body's extra tired lately because it's like, why are you trying to be physically active? What the fuck? I thought we'd gotten beyond this. I thought we were just settling into, you know, sitting in a chair. And today I got up. I slept for maybe like five and a half, six hours before I went to go get M from work. I got home. She went back to bed around nine. I was on the couch. I didn't leave the couch. I immediately fell asleep on the couch. I woke up and my day was gone. I was going to do like some extra work offline. I said, you know what? Fuck it. That felt incredible. Sleep is love. Sleep is life. Mm, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with sushi is love. I was thinking about sushi as well. I haven't had it in so long. And sushi is life. <laughs> All right. I haven't had it in so long. I What's know, his name? Uh, was it Matt that like tweeted at you here yesterday about how they had it at the office or whatever? talking about it on stream and i'm like guys like i really want to get sushi but i don't want to spend a hundred dollars to like order a bunch of sushi i'm just like i'm just i'm just not i'm just not feeling it today and then everybody started ordering sushi so uh you know i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to break you know what maybe it's this weekend i'm gonna i'm just gonna go and 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 just order a shit ton of sushi i deserve that M and I have definitely been considering putting in because we did it before the the uh, Minato downtown. Mm. You can just put in an order. You can go pick it up hey, and just up. yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing that sucks is that of course like we still get the tempura, but by the time you get home, it's not fucking tempura anymore. Yeah, I don't. When I do takeout, we normally don't get tempura just because yeah. it's not. We, we'll get the miso soup because you can reheat that. Yeah, and that's it just fire. Doesn't taste awful. Yeah. Um, but we just, we just get, and when I order sushi, I get more than what we're just going to eat in that meal. Like yeah. I, I order, like we get like the big combos, like, like big platters and we'll get like two of them. Yeah. So that way we can pig out till we're like fucking stuffed. And then the next day or later on that night, we can just go and eat another roll or two. Right. So that's the show mm, for sure. That's the show. Um, Hey, how about we meet halfway? Sushi is love, sleep is life, or reverse oh, it. That's it. No, reverse it. We can reverse it. We can re whatever whatever suits your fancy. Yeah, sleep is love, sushi is sushi life. is life. There you yeah. go. Uh, Mark Furry asks, "What's the worst coffee you've ever ordered?" Don't get the Starbucks brown sugar oat drinks; they're terrible. Um, I mean, I've had some pretty nasty gas station coffee in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Like there are times where I'll go to the gas station. Well, not anymore because I'm just I can't do it anymore. But in the past, uh, it's cold out and I just don't feel like going to the drive-through at Tim's or something. So I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Just give me whatever this gas station coffee is. And you like put enough gas in there, they just give you a free coffee. 
So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll save $2. And it's never good. It's never good. It's never good. I don't order coffee really, so I can't say. I'll I'll say what was it, was it last week that I told you about uh about the the Tim Hortons like the the cleaning yes. the vent thing? Yeah. yeah. So that was like my French vanilla, which is the closest thing to a coffee that I drink. Uh, that's definitely the worst, mostly because I poured it out because I didn't want to drink fucking vent dust. Uh, <laughs> uh, personally, um, let's see. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> uh black jimmy asks this is, this is great uh you have a button in front of you jeff just a single okay. button if you mm -hmm. press it star citizen is 100 percent completed no patches needed if you don't it continues to be a meme in perpetuity do you press uh, the button i'm never pressing a button <laughs> i'm just watching these motherfuckers get a billion dollars by the time i'm 60 just let it go <laughs> holy fuck oh my god that's an incredible dad joke dad beard in chat he said adam it was a venti mm. i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you props for that one that was good it's good somebody I didn't gift order that up for that that's, <laughs> that's worthy of a sub right there i did i didn't order this venti what do you mean <laughs> fuck i thought i wish i thought of that in the drive-thru that would have been so much better yeah um I would, I would, uh, I would also not press the button because honestly, like a small percentage of my life, like the joy in my life at this point is just watching Star Citizen unfold. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh... And part of me just never wants it to finish. So I can just say, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Dr. Samurai asks, Jeff, I mean, this is a pretty, I think this is a relatively obvious answer, but all the same. What was the reason for going into properties? What other investment options did you consider? properties that's pretty much the only thing i considered because it's long term that's it it's long term Everybody and it's safer house. than a lot of investments yeah i mean it, it, i mean it's got its risks if you if you're stupid about it but i mean you know it's pretty foolproof um yeah it's it's just with with there's only so much land and there's more and more people moving in all the time and Math. properties go up in value and um, as long as you have a strategy and you treat it like a business and, and you do the right things, you get the right tenants, or at least you, you try as hard as possible to get them and go through, have processes and stuff. It's a, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Like the property that I just did, a uh, the, the triplex I'm refinancing it ne next week. Um, you know, I get to pull out a big portion of the money I put in and I'll get a, almost a 30% cash on cash return a year on that investment. So, you know, I'm, and that's just from rental. Um, that's just from uh, rents. That's not including principal pay down and appreciation and stuff. Um, but it was a lot of work and, you know, you need to know what you're doing uh, when you're doing stuff like that. But yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that, uh, that, that is, just so universally known. I mean, you go to any, you ask any person that, that, uh, has any type of wealth or, um, that has any type of, uh, of, of, I guess wealth is just the word I'm looking for. I would say nine out of 10, they'll, they own real estate and there's a reason for it. You know, 
Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, 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 you make money. Uh, and then, you know, uh, some people prefer to put it into the stock market. Some people prefer to put it into real estate. It depends stock on how markets. much, it depends on how much, like, like t- two factors of getting into real estate. Real estate is scary because people see like, like for one, it's a high entry cost, right? It's hard unless you are in a place where you got, there's some subsidies for maybe first home, first time home buyers, things of that nature. It can be sometimes difficult to get in because the entry cost is higher than say, I've got five grand. I'm just going to put it into a yeah. long-term, you know, portfolio kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And also a long-term portfolio, you set it and forget it. It's like some Ron fucking rotisserie shit. Yeah. You just put it away and you fucking you forget get some about index, it. You get some index funds, you put it in there, you walk away, you check it in 30, 40 years. Exactly. And, and you're fucking, shit, I just, I just made a ton of money. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Real estate is a lot more to it. Uh, but the payoffs but can be higher. The, they are higher yeah um they just they definitely they definitely are higher like there's much higher returns than your standard stock market yeah um and it's it's pretty it's pretty consistent um but with that being said nothing is guaranteed and um there there is definite risk to taking hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in debt um you need to know what you're doing so um yeah, I, I still think anybody and everybody can buy their first house and house hack it and rent out the bottom unit or top unit and have them pay their mortgage for it. I think that I think everybody could do that. Um, and you don't really need to be a pro at it or anything. And, and you're going to save a ton of money. Just don't That's rent the it reason out. why I did just it. don't rent it out to a crackhead. Yeah, yeah, just don't rent it out to a crackhead. <laughs> the, the, the main reason why I got into it is because I, I've been doing it now for like almost seven years. Um. I got it because it's it intrigues me. I just love real estate. I you know, I just enjoy I enjoy it. Um and every single person that I ever that I know personally that has any type of long-term money, their their money's in real estate. And there's a reason for it. That's that's the answer. Um Chico asks, "Hey guys, it's been a while." Any advice on soundproofing a room for streaming? Great news. We just did a sellout on exactly that, Chico. Uh, Elgato sound panels. And you know what? They even have a really short Twitter video showing you what the difference is between using them and not. And you know what I have to give them props for, Mr. Black? They use them appropriately. They didn't coat the entire goddamn wall in sound panels. They had like three or four behind the guy three or four left and right, which is really 90% usage scenario. All you need, maybe in front, but you don't need to cover the whole wall. At first, the first comment I saw on that Twitter thread was, I now want to hear what it's like if they just coat the whole room in it. And I was like, God, fuck, stop. No, please. Don't yeah. do that. You don't you need to do spend, that. You want to spend thousands of more dollars for no reason? Be go my ahead. guest. Go, go ahead. Go but ahead. yeah, front, back, side, side, proper sound shit. Don't talk into or next to glass if possible, and if you can cover the glass, all the better. That's like, congrats, you've done 95% of the work. Yep. Uh, let's see, we got time for one more, and then that's the show. Um, <clears throat> growing, oh, Gownson asks, uh, Growing up playing video games, have you ever dreamed of features that were just impossible or not found in games at the time? Are they possible now, or have you seen those things in a game since? 
So are we talking about when we played games as a kid? Or yeah, were there, the was past? there anything when we played games as a kid that were like, man, I wish we could, like, you could do this, or like, I can't wait until games could do that. Is there any I mean, of that the, that's existed? The, yeah, the, the only one that comes to my mind was when I played StarCraft 64, and I was playing with my cousin, and we were playing against each other. I'm like, how crazy would it be if we could play this online against other people? And then, and then... I found, found out that it out could <laughs> that it could and you could actually buy it on PC and you could do that. That was that blew my mind and then that was it. That was the beginning of the of the end. That was uh that was Yeah, I um I've I'm just I'm just waiting for like the Star Trek holodeck thing to be a thing. That's that's my that's that's the end game right there, right? So or and and so augmented reality and that kind of shit is the genesis of that um and we we got like this really small little glimpse into it when they did when microsoft did the augmented reality minecraft thing remember where they had the table and like that shit was crazy um and uh, and then people were like well fuck like all of a sudden Yu-Gi-Oh should be making a comeback (laughs) because because of exactly like Yu-Gi-Oh augmented reality that was Yu-Gi-Oh it was augmented reality was was like what Yu-Gi-Oh was basically you know built around kind of shit um but, uh, yeah, that's, so we've had it and we haven't in terms of like actual like game mechanics and things of that nature. I don't think there's been anything that's cropped up major for me. Uh, when I was playing as a kid, I was pretty, I was pretty hype about everything. I always thought everything was so bleeding edge and fucking incredible. I wasn't, I wasn't spending time thinking about like yeah. off into the future. I was just, you know, enjoying what I had at the time. Uh, I, I think more about that stuff now than I did back then. But yeah, anything augmented reality is, you know, what I look forward to, because that shit would be, that that's going to be crazy. And it's coming, it's just... It's it, coming. Will it be in our lifetimes? I have no fucking clue, but it's... Oh, it will be. It's coming. It will it's be. It's coming. At least it will be porn first, and then it will be everything else afterwards. I will definitely watch porn. <laughs> I'm buying the augmented reality lens specifically... For the porn. For the porn. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's another Technical Alpha podcast in the bag. Thank you so much for stopping by and uh, watching today. If you had the opportunity, thank you for listening on the RSS feeds. Leave us a rating on iTunes or other places if you can do that. goes a long way, means a lot to us. And of course, stop on over to youtube.com slash TV and leave a like and a comment on the podcast on the YouTube page if you are looking for other ways to help us uh, you know, get the podcast visible. Until next week, guys, thank you once again. Stay safe out there in the crazy world. We're getting close, Jeff. Ish. I mean, Canada's not vaccinating at any particularly land, you know, land speed record pace, but, you know. We're getting there, Adam. We're getting there. I think we're over the hump. I think, I think we're over the hump. Just keep fucking, keep it close to home, and, and we'll be out of this in no time. And until next week, guys, thanks again. Peace!